Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Crazy Cool Family podcast people, do you want to be the most amazing family you could be? The most amazing parents you can be? The most crazy cool family dash parents you can be? We have this amazing resource we call Basecamp. What is Basecamp? Basecamp is more than a podcast. It's more than a YouTube video. It's more than a Facebook post. It's more a mem- than a website. Yes. It's more, more, more. It's, it's a membership site. It's actually an invitation for you as parents to come in and learn and learn from our 30 plus years of experience when it comes to parenting. It's filled with all sorts of videos about all the things that you need to or you could learn about how to be a crazy cool family. So all you have to do, it's so easy to sign up. It's free. And that's a really good price. and, And you have access. Yeah, you have access to all of our content. Every day, 24-7, on your phone, on your tablet, on your laptop. All you got to do is go to Basecamp.CrazyCoolFamily.com. That is Basecamp.CrazyCoolFamily.com. Don't forget the dots, dot, yes. dot. And it takes two minutes to sign up, and you'll start getting our weekly emails, our weekly Basecamp newsletter emails, as well as have access to all of our courses. You can do it in your small groups. You can do it individually. You can do it with your spouse. Basecamp is the way to learn to be a crazy cool parent. So come on in. Come be a member for free. Yep. We can't wait to connect with you. Hello. Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. And so we have been talking about fighting, fighting for your family. What does it look like to fight for your family? And this is my fight song. <laughs> you sing it so much better Take than I do. my life song. Yeah, that's right, baby. Sing it. <laughs> And so we can't help but think if we're going to talk about fighting for your family, then we have to talk about the three commitments that we have in Crazy Cool Family. And so what are, tell, what, so let's just talk about those today and how to practically break those down, how to bring those into your family and how to use those on a daily, regular basis. Okay, so think about this. If, you, if I put you in a boxing ring with a fighter who knew how to fight, so not me, <laughs> not me either. <laughs> but um, but if and I put you in, if we put you in a boxing ring and you didn't have the first clue about how to fight, run <laughs> exactly, <laughs> jump out of the ring. But no, you can't do that because there's guys, there's big burly guys They're making, making you, you stay so, in there. Yeah, I mean, you'd want to say, okay, next time before I get back in that ring, I want to learn how to fight. Yeah, I want to learn. I don't want to just fight. That's good. I want to learn how to fight. Yeah. And and that's what our three commitments. And win. I mean, come yeah. on. If we're going to fight, yes. we might as well win, I right? Mean, you know what? Actually, the three commitments started with me thinking that exact strategy. I had four girls and a wife, which was also a girl. And they so were, five women they in were your house, were all kinds of, like, yes. And I didn't have a clue what to do. Four and hair. And I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I was looking at, I was just looking, I remember watching, and I loved, and, and it was, and I'll, I'll, I'll get emotional if I really start thinking about it, but. I looked at those girls, all five of them, I said, my goodness, I love them so much. And I don't know if I know how to win the game. Mm -hmm. In fact, 
I don't even know if I know what winning looks like. Right. I, I think I know what losing looks like. You know, and I know oh, I've, sure. I've seen girls and, 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 and teenagers making mistakes and all the things. And I was like, and I just looked at him with this love in my heart. And I said, I'm not losing this game. It's good. And I got to figure out how to win and, and what winning looks like. And, and it made me think about what are the keys to learn how to fight, if you will. What are right. the keys to winning that battle in the ring? Yeah. And, and what did I want? And what, you know, if I go into a boxing ring, if I, I either win on a technical knockout or I knock the guy out, one of the two, you know, but, but what does winning look like with family? Well, for not us, knocking out, yeah, no, yeah, not physical <laughs> violence in the home or anything. It, but, I, but you know what we determined, and, and this is something that as we were at that stage, Suzanne and I started thinking about and talking about and asking God about, you know, what does winning look like? And mm-hmm. we said, you know, more than anything, you know, we don't care if our kids are really, we, we like to maybe, but if our kids are valedictorian, right. Okay. That's great. But that's not the goal. You know, right. if my kid's a college athlete, um, yeah. Okay. That'd be awesome. But not the goal necessarily was our goal. And we, we determined that we wanted our kids to love Jesus. Right. And we wanted to have a family that was fun Mm-hmm. And that we and we liked we, that they you know we 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 saw families where the parents engaged with their kids and we liked that and we started to go okay how do we make that happen and and really we just started that we we learned basically what came down to the three commitments and and one of the things the first one is is that we learned that pursuing God was our most important objective as a person as a parent as a husband. As every, a wife. Yeah, every, As a, in every yeah. way, pursuing God was the key. Well, because to when we pursue God, we get our identity so we know who we are. We are our healthiest, best self. We are beloved sons and daughters. We know who we are. So then we can be who we have been called to be. We have a purpose and a plan. And so if I know who I am, if I know that I'm loved by God, then I can be the best mom that I could possibly to be to the children and the best wife that I could possibly be to my husband. Yeah, I mean, I would look and say, you know, especially my first decade of parenting, I was angry a lot. I was frustrated a lot. And it's like, I need to conquer anger and frustration in my life, not in my parenting. Right. It'll, if I conquer it in my life, then I'll conquer it in my parenting. It right. Will, it, they are just the symptoms. Right. They're, they're, they're just the, the, they're the cause. They're just the circumstances. <laughs> the right? circumstances. They are not, they are not the problem. The problem's in my heart. Yeah. And once we learn that, and that's why in our crazy cool family house, we elevate pursue God as the highest form of relationship mm-hmm. because, and, and also our, our key verse, Matthew 22, you know, 37 through 40 says, you know, love the Lord God with all your heart. That's the first and greatest commandment. And so we took Jesus seriously and we said, right. that's what we should do. And now we say things like the best fathers and mothers are first sons and daughters of the King. Mm-hmm. But, but in our homes, and you may say, well, oh, that excludes me because I'm a mess. And, you know, and, and it's true. People who are a mess <laughs> tend to be messes as parents. Right. But the cool deal is, is that I, I was much more of a mess 30 years ago than I am today. I mean, I still have issues, but God has done a great work in my life and in your life, Suzanne. And we've watched him do a great work. He's a big God who can do big things in your life. And so what is pursue God? Like make that practical. 
What is that? Well, what did that? What did you? What did you do those thirty years? Well, let's that... talk about like the first ten years. I mean, we got involved in a local church. Oh, that's good. And yeah. so we we got grounded in a local church. We've been at the same church for thirty years. We we never left that church. Not that mm-hmm. you can't leave a church, but I think so many people today are church hopping and finding whatever fits their needs rather than at that getting, time. Yeah, rather than just <laughs> jumping in and serving. And and we became a part of the fabric of that church. And so, I'm pretty sure we did everything that you could do except for sing <laughs> actually you might have even been in the no, choir a couple well, times I was, yeah, so yeah you were even in the choir yeah, so but, i think we even did that but so yeah we, but i think also you know i was uh we were part of small groups and we were part of uh you know men's and women's groups that we partook in partake whatever that word is oh yeah and children's ministry yeah. and youth we did youth for a while i mean we yeah we don was on staff for a short tiny bit i cleaned the toilets at the <laughs> church i mean yeah, we did it. But I think pursuing, it all. you know, pursuing God doesn't mean being super involved in church. What we mean is that we we let ourselves out there to where we we had things about the church that taught us. And you know, we we I also uh, read a lot during that time. I mean, I still do, but I mean, you know, I remember just um, trying to get my hands on a lot of. Um, uh, the Bible studies and things to learn because I, I realized there was a lot of, a lot of stuff I needed to learn, a lot of stuff that I needed to change in my life. If I, and I think that one of the things parenting does is it exposes you. Oh, definitely. Parenting and marriage expose you because you can't be a hypocrite. Well, you can try, but I mean, you get exposed for who you, you are. You can't until they're a teenager, <laughs> and then you're exposed. Yeah. But yeah, like for me, I was not. Necess- I wasn't raised in a Christian home, and so I didn't. I wasn't familiar with the Bible or Bible verses, and so my childhood was very different than my children's childhood, who we sang Chris, you know, Chris scripture songs and all of that stuff. And so I was almost behind the game, the ball, you know, when it came time to, when we joined the church and we st- we were in Bible studies and all of those things. And so I, we did read a lot of books and we were in a lot of Bible studies. We did actively pursue God and the knowledge of God and the wisdom that he had in his word. And we, I mean, and now you guys, y'all can listen to podcasts and watch YouTube videos. You've got such beautiful access to so many things to um, help you in that pers- in that pursue God commitment. And and what happened with us is is it changed the way we thought about God. It changed the way we thought about ourselves because it really comes down to you know i was speaking at uh, a couple weeks ago at at a at a place and i was just saying if i could tell you one thing about pursuing god it would be god loves you so much mm-hmm. and your identity is secure and he and he sees you just like he sees jesus and when we start to understand that and we start to be filled with gratitude at the love of god then that starts to pour out of our lives in ever increasing measure and it just makes us better parents. Yeah. It makes us better spouses. Yeah. And so before we go to the next point, I, what I, my one thing that I would say about pursue God is we pick the word pursue because it's an active verb mm-hmm, coming so. from us. We are going to God so that we can experience his goodness, his grace, his mercy, all the things he has for us. Because know that he is pursuing us. He's always pursuing us. And so when we turn around and pursue him, then there's a, there's, we meet each other. And when we meet each other an experience happens, and when an experience happens, then that's when we become closer in our knowledge and wisdom and love of God and who he is. I was in my men's group this morning and we were talking about our pastor just preached on the presence of God. Right. And so, and they were asking, how have you experienced the presence of God? 
And I look back over our 30 years of marriage and parenting, and there's just been times when I feel like the Lord has really spoken to me about a direction in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe it's, for example, you know, uh, several years ago, it was write a book. Really? I don't have time to write a book. Mm-hmm. No, we're going to go write a book. And so we then orchestrated our lives around what the revelation God has given us. When we pursue God, we get to hear God. Right. And when we hear God, he gives us direction for our family. So that's how it plays out. Mm-hmm. And if we don't pursue God, if we pursue our own castle, if we want to pursue building our own thing, then we tend to get selfish and we come home and we're selfish there. And, you know, people are annoyances instead of we welcome them into our lives. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden pursuing, we pursue ourselves, we pursue the other things, we pursue our idols and it stresses the home and it creates a difference in the way we act and live. So pursue God. Okay. So the second commitment is build relationships and, and go ahead. I was just going to say, and so this, um, this, uh, in, in January, we read through the whole Bible and my summation as a the, family, right? Well, some of the family, not <laughs> all of us, most of us read it, but some of us didn't. And right? that, it was a lot too. I mean, it was, <laughs> there were many, many chapters. Anyway, it was a lot. Yeah, we learned a lot. We learned a lot. But my takeaway from going through the whole Bible in one month was that God is a God of relationships. Yeah. And so it goes back to our scripture where it says, pursue God with your whole heart. And the second and the second commandment is like this, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so he put those two together to love God and to love your neighbor because God's all about relationships. He's all about, it's from, it's from Genesis to Revelation. It's there every single chapter woven into almost into every single verse somehow some way God is about relationship well think about it like this and this was one of the things that you know we tend to think of God please bless my physical self bless my health bless my finances bless my and and I think God wants to do that but what he really wants to bless is our relationships because no, and he wants to That's bless, good. first of all, going back to pursuing God, he wants to bless the relationship with him, mm-hmm. and, and he wants us to pursue that. But no matter what happens, I don't care what your Enneagram type is. <laughs> I don't care what your socioeconomic status is. I don't care what your health is. I don't care what, what, where you live, what your personality type is. Everyone can have healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. There's no barrier to healthy relationships. You, there may be physical barriers to your health. There may be, you know, you may have, you, you may not be able to climb the ladder. You know, there's people in communist countries or there's people right. in, you know, that can't climb. But those people, everyone everywhere can have strong relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think God's designed it that way. He wants us to pursue relationship no, in every circumstance and every time. And, and we found that as we were going through those first, that first decade of parenting, that, you know, we focused a lot on biblical principles the first 10 years. Wouldn't you say, Suzanne? Right. And really, we focused on us doing things right, quote unquote, and our kids doing things right right quote unquote Mm -hmm. and how we looked and how we and we wanted to protect them and we focused a lot and we found that that worked to some extent we had obedient kids but we but we found that when we pursued probably the second decade we started to really pursue relationships 
and we really started to understand where God was coming, which is why we want to, we focus on building. And, and all of a sudden our family didn't just, they, they weren't just obedient. They became alive. And what I love about relationships is what it reveals in us and what it, what it unearths in us. It shows us our, our needs and our desires. It shows us our faults and even, even shows us our sins because it shows us our selfishness. I would go back to our first year of marriage and it was a tough oh, first year. <laughs> it, it was a tough first year because I realized how selfish I was. <laughs> and so what, I wanted to go to bed when I wanted to go to bed and I wanted to get up when I wanted to get up. Up and I wanted to eat what I wanted to eat. And I had to share all that with this man. And so that's one of my, like I said, my favorite things about relationship. And then when you start adding these children in and they have a certain agenda about what they want to eat and when they want to go to bed and what they want to do, um, it really is a constant dying to self as it's revealed in the interaction of that relationship. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And I know that that's why God created it that way, because he with the ultimate, the ultimate sacrifice of revelation was of, re, of relationship is when he sent his son. And that he's, he sent his son to die on the cross for us so that we could have eternal relationship with God himself. Well, and we relate it back to, you got to be healthy yourself if you're going to be healthy in relationships with your family. And so, and, and we start to be able to hear God's voice in those relationships. And, and it just changed. We, what we found was it changed the way, how do we practically apply that? Well, let's say, for example, that your child does something wrong. I know your child probably doesn't, but, or maybe another child does something wrong or something annoying. And instead of looking at it as, oh, I need to yell at that child out of my frustration, Instead, we started to look in things and say, I wonder why that happened. Right. I wonder what's going on inside. The, let me let me connect. Let me see what's going on inside that child's head, whether it be our own child or little Johnny over here who's hitting our child. You know, what what is like, you know, for example, uh, we had a child that was a, another person's child that was a biter. You know, and so they were biting and this was three or four years old or whatever. And so uh, and one of our boys, you know, bit and um, but, you know, instead of just, you know, and we did discipline it, you know, and it was not acceptable. But we want to think about why are they biting? You know, what's right. going on? What's the connection and how can we change their thought processes and influence their thought processes so that they don't do that anymore? Right. And that. Yeah. And so that's another um attribute of relationship that I absolutely love is the understanding and the empathy that comes with that. When you will, when, when I would step out of myself and into that child or and into out of the spouse, inconvenience and out of the annoyance and all those things. Yes. All of those things. And I step into that child and understand where they're coming from and why they did it. Then I was able to meet them where they were, love them in that moment, just like God does us. And then allow them to reconcile the situation because there then came true, like, I'm so sorry, mom, I didn't mean to cut sister's hair, you know, or I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to color all over the walls or I colored all over the walls because I was bored or, you know, and understanding that like, oh yeah, I haven't given you any attention all morning. That makes sense why you colored on the walls. I mean, it's not acceptable and we're going to have to clean it up, but I now understand it and I'm not mad at you anymore because of it. 
And so I just think it's, I think relationship is a doorway to connection that is so powerful. You know, I was just reading the other day, I'm reading the book, I love the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Um, I've just, I, I, I hadn't read it ever in my life till last year, and it's just been... And now uh, you've read it, what, 10 times? Uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> but it, he tells a story about, um, and he talks about, he, he just says, letting the other person do the talking helps in family situations as well as in business. Most of the book is about business situations. And he's talking about this lady whose relationship with her daughter was deteriorating rapidly. This girl that had been a quiet, complacent child, and she'd grown into an uncooperative, sometimes belligerent teenager. And so, and Mrs. Wilson lectured her, he says, threatened her and punished her, but all to no avail. One day, Miss Wilson told his class, he said, I just gave up. She, the girl, disobe- Lori had disobeyed me and left the house to visit her friend before she completed her chores. And I was about to scream at her, but I just didn't have the strength to do it. And finally, I just said, Lori, why are you doing all this? And, and Lori noted her condition, she said, when she was vulnerable to her daughter. And she said in a calm voice, do you really want to know? Mm. And, and, I, and she just nodded because that's all she could do was just nod. And Lori told first hesitantly, and then it all flowed out. She said she didn't feel like she listened to her. She was always telling her. And, and when she wanted to tell her her thoughts and feelings, she interrupted with more orders. And, and she, the mom began to realize that her daughter needed her, not as a bossy mother, but as a confidant, as an outlet for all her confusion about growing up. And all I'd been doing was talking when I should have been listening. I never heard her. From that time on, I let her do all the talking she wanted. And she tells me what's on her mind. And our relationship has improved measurably. She is, again, a cooperative person. So that, Isn't that a cool story? Yes, and it leads so perfectly into the third commitment, which is really culture. Culture. Build, which is build, build cult, yeah. Create, create culture. Uh, and so, you know, because you're creating an atmosphere and environment. For right. for the for the relationships to flourish, so that those so that our children, so that we can be our best. Yep, and I love, I love the word create culture because with creation comes energy and imagination and and all the things that need to happen to build culture. It's so powerful. It goes back to the beginning when God created the earth, the heavens and the earth and and all the animals and all the craziness with the the giraffes and their long necks and the elephants and their long noses and all the crazy fun things. He created that. And as parents, we get to create the space our kids live in. The, we get to create what it looks like, what it feels like, what how they respond, how we respond. We get to create that. We get to create if it's going to be safe or if it's going to be annoying or frustrating or stressful or if it's going to be peaceful and fun and happy. Yeah. I mean, when we looked at those words, pursue, Suzanne's talked about why we said the word pursue, build relationships. Relationships are built. They are not constantly brick by brick by brick, day by day by day. And you can, you can tear them down. We use the word build for a reason there with relationships. We also use the word create because creation of a culture is so powerful. And, and it's almost like those words become the superpowers Mm -hmm. in our home. It's like, you've got this tremendous left hook. And you, it's so powerful. And when it, when it connects, mm-hmm. it is, is something that is 
it's in the in a fight case it's damaging to the enemy right and you are because that's what we're doing we really are we're fighting an enemy who's and by the way an enemy who's always already been defeated so we can fight them with confidence that if we you know what i love about culture and what i love about relationships is everybody can win this is a game that every and i don't care who you are i don't care what if you're in a blended family situation, seen those people win. Single mom situation, seen those win. You know, if you have a parent that's not participating, seen those win. I mean, we've seen everybody win by, by doing their part right. to create, just like that mom did. That mom saw she was exhausted. And so often we just, that's the best time because we just, you know, hey, I, I don't, I don't get it. And that's when God can come in. We get at the end of our rope mm-hmm. so God can come in and show us how to do something differently. Mm-hmm. And we talk about that a lot in culture about, and it really does go against the grain of, of it's so funny. Our parents that listen to this podcast, that, you know, that read our book, that go into base camp, they're not parents who don't love their kids. Right. They're you're parents, not. Yeah, you're, they're not. I mean, and so... It's just a matter, but yet, if you talk to their kids, they're like, I don't even know if my parents like me sometimes. Right. And so what are we going to do to change that? That's mm-hmm. culture. Right. And, and so much of it is, is just being inspiring, mm-hmm. you know, to your kid. Your kid, I mean, needs to believe that you think they hung the moon. Right. You know, in every way. Yeah, I think that um, I think culture is is so much in how we interact with our kids. I mean, yes, it can be if the house is clean or if there's home baked cookies or a candle burning. Yeah, that does add to the culture, the environment. But what we really want to emphasize is that connection with your child. Does your child know that you love them no matter what? It doesn't matter what they do. If they if they mess up, if they don't mess up, their their performance does not is not part of the equation of how you love them. You say, you say, I love you. You, you know, you are my child whom I love with you. I am well pleased. Just like what God said to Jesus when he came up out of the water before he ever did a miracle, before he ever did anything, God declared that over his son, Jesus. And we as parents get to declare that over our kids. And when we do that, we build this culture within them that makes them undefeatable. I mean, that they're going to go out and fight and they're going to win. They're going to win every battle. They're going to get in that boxing ring that you were talking about, whether it's with a peer or social media or uh, peer pressure or a cheating situation. Or, or I a mean, dating situation. Dating situation. Yes, goes on and on and on and on the things that our kids are faced with. But if they've got us parents backing them saying, you're my son, you're my daughter. I love you. I'm so pleased with you. Then that's what's running through their head. And they can say, no, I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. Or you, you're, you're ridiculous. I'm not going to do that. Well, so culture is, you know, how do you apply that in your home? Culture is the how it's, it's the, it's the, um, it's the secret sauce, if you will, that helps you to, to build relationships in your home. So like, for example, and how does this play out? Uh, So like I tell my kids all the time, no matter what happens, no matter what you do, I don't have the right to be angry at you in my house. And if I'm ever angry, if I ever mess up, which I do sometimes, not as much as I used to, but but it definitely happens still, then it's my job as a dad every time 
to go ask your forgiveness for being angry at you. It doesn't matter what you do because my job, and, and that's how you create a culture. So what happens is when you do that and you keep that up in your home, now you've created a confidence in your kids that they can come to you and talk to you. Because dad's not going to fly off the handle. He's going to listen to me. Mm -hmm. He may not like what I say, but he's going to listen to it. And, and there may be consequences to it, but it's not going to be filled with anger. You know, and so those are the type of things that help you to you know, create a culture in your home. You know, another thing that is a culture creator is even though a kid is different, I'm not going to compare them to their brother or sister. I'm not going to say, you know, why can't you make good grades like your brother? It's just not going to happen in, in, in the house because that's, gonna, that's not going to fit with the values that we want in our home. That's the way you create a culture that then creates flourishing relationships. Yeah, I think that so many times even with those relationships from the parent to the, the child, there's also the relationship for the kid to kid. I mean, that's another place that you can create culture in yep. there is your kids being best friends. You're turning your 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 child's heart toward their siblings. So they're going to take care of them. They're going to share that story instead of fight over it. Or they're going to both play with the friend that they brought home from school instead of fight over the friend. Because, you know, your kids know what's important to you. And a crazy cool family in, in our culture, we call those values. Yeah. And so, for example... You know, maybe there's a value of you don't ever talk while the Cowboys are on. You know, I mean, that may be a value they know because that's important. Don tried to have that value. It didn't work with <laughs> and, four little girls. Yeah. And, <laughs> daddy, I mean, daddy. I mean, it, that, uh, and that is a, they know what's important. But, you know, what if what's important is you will never talk down to your sister. Right. You know, that when that happens, you know that that not the angry wrath of dad, but you know that dad is going to stop that. And dad is going to be that, that that's not something that happens in our house. And, and mom and dad say, no, that's not going to happen. Well, those are the things that you do to create culture in your home so that there's a, there's an environment there that relationships can flourish. You know, we talk about it, just creating a greenhouse right. that when your kids, you know, being a listening parent, whatever that is, you know, that you're going to do is going to create that culture where, or on the other hand, you may be creating a culture that, you know, where your kids don't want to be there and, and where they feel like home is not a safe place. And you're, therefore you're going to get the consequences of that in your home. So, yeah, I just remember growing up and going over to certain friends' house, and there were certain friends' houses that I wanted to go to because their mom was nice and kind and pleasant and, and had the snacks and the cookies and the, the whatever. But then there were other moms, there was other houses we would go to, and we're like, no, let's not go to her house because the mom was grouchy and, and would, you know, want, she wanted us to clean the house, you know, or she would <laughs> want us to do, which I don't have a problem with that, but it was just her attitude. And so it literally was as a culture of the home that made us want to go to some places and not others. And so now to for you parents out there, what does your home look like? Do your kids, are they over at their friend's house all the time or do they want to bring their friends to your house? And if they're not bringing their friends to your house, then what needs to change so that they'll want to? What, what does that look like? Maybe even ask them, if we could do anything in the world to change the culture of our home, what would you do? And they yeah. might say, buy better snacks. You know, <laughs> your snacks are too healthy. You know, or they might say, um, 
Have a good attitude. Yeah, be nice. You know, let us listen to music really loud. Or, you know, there might be some things. So ask him. I think you'll be very surprised. And just the last thing before we finish is just put your put yourself in the mind of your child and think about what how they are seeing life. And that just really looks at, you know, so often that even Jesus said that we should, you know, we, we should honor the children. And, and be, uh, you know, to think of these, how, how you treat the little children is how you're treating me in so many ways. So three commitments. And, and, and what we talked about the first is learn how to fight. Learn how to go into the battle and, and learn more and more about how to be effective in the battle. Don't go into the ring without knowing how to fight. Yeah. And so the three commitments that we, we, we try to make it, and, and really once we started on this quest, when we you know, saw the revelation God had given us about family, we said, how can we make this as simple as possible for parents so they can learn the simple truths about what we feel like God's shown us about family and, and it wants to show other parents, pursue God, build relationships, create culture, have your relationship with God be your most important relationship, build those bricks of relationships with your kids every day. Don't focus on their behavior so much. Focus on who they are inside, mm-hmm. not what they're doing on the outside. And do your very best to build a culture in your home where it's a safe place, where people, where, where they want to be there, where relationships can flourish and where they can be their best and, and they know they can go out in that world and conquer it because you're with them and God's with them. That's it. That's, 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 a, that's a quick 30-minute lesson on how to fight for family and how you can take. If you want more information, basecamp.crazycoolfamily.com. Everything we teach in our core courses to try to help you build a framework for family, it builds off of what we just said in 30 minutes here today. So everything we do is right there at basecamp.crazycoolfamily.com. It'll be in the episode notes. And go dig deeper and go let God build help you Build your own crazy cool family. Go be any last words? No, I was going to say go to base camp, but you did it. Go to base camp right now. Sign up today and, and then learn how to be a crazy cool family. Go be crazy parents, crazycoolfamily.com.